And we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. Hey, Bree. Hey, Nick. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. <laughs> I, I may feel like, I mean, I may have just drank some chemicals, but I'm great. I know you just had a moment <laughs> right as we got on mic. <laughs> what is up? I don't know. I think like at work, like we use these chemicals to wash out like the coffee pieces, you know, and... I got some on my face, so I'm thinking that's what that was. I took a sip of Diet Coke, and I was like, ooh. Poisonous Diet Coke. Yeah. Or it's the Diet... I don't know. It could be the Diet Coke. I don't know. Diet Coke is good. Diet Coke's like the nectar of the gods. Do you think Elon Musk is going to put Coke back in to, like, Coca-Cola or Diet Coke? What? I don't know. That was the joke for a while. I think he's... I don't know if he said that or if that was, like, a meme or Photoshop. I really don't know. It's a rumor, though. <laughs> I have... And I kind of like it. <laughs> I have no comment. I mean, that's like not true, but I don't know. know. It could be. You never know like these that's, days. That's Elon Musk's like weird South African sense of humor. He's from South Africa? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Huh. You know, he has a baby with Grimes. I did know that. Yes. It's yeah. Like the letters of the alphabet or something. It's, I don't know. It's like <laughs> Z, X, 1, 2, 3, 4 or something. I don't know. It's like um those like passwords. Like the suggested passwords. Yes. Yeah. I bet that's... Do you think that's how they came up with their uh, child's name? I'm sure it's like some... You know Grimes. Mm-hmm. There's a meaning. But anyways. Anyways. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so today is kind of a special day. Um, yesterday, our... Or not, it wouldn't be yesterday when this airs. But so on Sunday, mm-hmm. our trailer... For this new movie series that we're doing. So, like, we've been doing movie clubs, Mm -hmm. you know, for, like, you know, two, like, every other week we do, like, a we choose a movie and we talk about the movie. Yeah. And, like, do a deep dive on the movie. But for this summer, we are doing a special mini-series called Eat, Eat, Pray, Pray, Pod, Pod. A Summer of Julia Roberts. And we're going to talk about America's Sweetheart for... The whole summer, as far as movie club goes. Yeah, so get ready. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can't get tired of that, like, thousand-watt smile, right? Right, I can't. I can't either. No, and today we're going to talk about Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. which is the movie that started it all, as far as, I don't know. The like, her career, basically, right? Yeah, or, like, like her, like... Big, like big time, like big time, yeah. Because before this, she was in like Mystic Pizza and what's that other movie that you know? Oh yeah, that's right. I remember her Mystic it's Pizza. Not, is it Steel Magnolia? Was she? Yeah, Steel Magnolia. I think it was Steel Magnolia. Was it that one or the Fried? No, Steel Magnolias. No, Fried Green Tomatoes is Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Julia Roberts was on the come up, but this like solidifies her as like a star. She's like the it girl. You know, this is like the. You know how, like, in the early 90s, late 80s, like, Disney Renaissance, that was starting? Yeah. At the same time, the Julia Roberts Renaissance was starting. Right. We're basically going to talk about the Julia Roberts Renaissance all summer. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah, that's kind of how that came to be. I'm so excited. Me too. 
Like, what do you think of Brie when you think of Julia Roberts or her films? Well, I definitely do think of her smile because you're right. It's like something about her smile. Like, I mean, they call her America's sweetheart. So I don't know. Um, But I think of I think of rom-coms, 90s rom-coms, mostly the the good times, lighthearted. Like, I think of her hair, her big curls. Um. I don't know. I don't know how to, like, describe her or, like, what I, you know, because I feel like she has an essence about her that's, like, like a light, like, like, she lights up the room with her presence. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. Me too. Like, it's very hard to, besides, like, she's a very charming. She's charming. Yes. Person. And she, her characters are pretty charming. They're not. Which, okay, and I haven't seen Aaron Brockovich. I mean, that will change. Yeah. Oh, well, Brie. Yes. Wait, pause, pause, pause. The reason why we started this miniseries mm-hmm. was because we got to talking about, like, the best rom-coms of all time. Yeah. And I was talking about My Best Friend's Wedding, and you said you hadn't seen it, and I was like, that's blasphemy. <laughs> we got to change this. <laughs> yes. And then... And now here we now, are. Here we are. That's how it started. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you were it like because we we were like out of thin air. We were just like you know, Julia Roberts. It was like my best friend's wedding started this. Also, oh yeah. Oh, I was, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I feel like part partly though, we had like a mind meld of like Julia Roberts in the back of our brain because we were both thinking about doing like a series like secret. Like didn't we like talk yes. and be like you know what I'm thinking. Julia Roberts, something with her is the vibe we're going for. And then it like expanded. And then we had that combo and like. Yeah. Well, also, we did an episode a couple months ago about Julia Roberts' infamous like Aloe Vera. I think that's moment. where it started. So it got like. <laughs> got the ball rolling. Oh, for sure. And it was about the time when I was taking a lot of edibles, <laughs> which is a pattern apparently. But mm. I like fell asleep watching Runaway Bride. And we got to talking off mic, and we were like, you really loved Runaway Bride growing up. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I just recently watched it, and it wasn't that great. I need to talk about this. Okay. That's another one I'm looking forward to, because I did see some, like, preview, like, little clips lately, and I I don't remember. There's certain parts that I don't remember that, like, were kind of cringe, so I'm, like, looking forward to the whole movie and putting it in context and seeing how it holds up because i was like five it'll yeah i know so. <laughs> well it'll be great watching all these movies as adults because we grew up well at least for me yeah thinking that julia roberts was like the movie star right you know like I, she she was just always there and just yeah she was america's sweetheart to me like there's nothing you know like old people have katherine hepburn or whoever like like these stars we have like julia roberts right i agree i feel like also like looking at like what relationships should look like in a way like because she was in so many rom-coms i feel like i looked to julia roberts yeah a little bit you know I'm like oh the, the most romantic thing ever you know like i feel like she plays these characters that are like kind of girl next door yeah except she's ex- just like extremely beautiful but it's like she doesn't know there's like these like layers to her characters i don't know what it is but i feel like she's somehow easy to relate to in the, her characters like she, i don't know she plays human very well like and i yes. feel like this is something like i know a lot of people talk about 
we've never really talked about it as far as acting goes, but it's very hard to just act like a real person. <laughs> yeah. Like, believe it or not, you know? I feel right. like Julia Roberts just is so effortless with just being like a regular person. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Because she like does these like complex emotions, but she just, they're so believable. It's like. Yeah. And it's not like in like a character way. It's like I'm a human kind of way. Like there's nothing like, there's no like archetypes with her. Like she is the arch. She is Julia Roberts. <sighs> That's what a star is, baby. Yeah. Yeah. She just walks in and she's like, I'm Julia Roberts. And then she like, <laughs> like she just walks on set <laughs> and she's like, this is me. Right? Ah. <sighs> or that's what, maybe it's not. Maybe that's I don't not her. And maybe yeah, we don't. she's really good. <laughs> yeah. She's good at playing. I don't Because I know some people are like, she's, they don't think she's nice. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like from working with her or just speculation. I don't know. I mean, there's that whole aloe vera. Right. She did kind of steal a married man, stealing quotes. But didn't she admit later it was kind of bratty? Yeah. She's like, well, uh, whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. People make mistakes. I don't know. Which I relate to. You, you gotta fight for what you want. You gotta be petty and get <laughs> you gotta, what you want. You gotta put it on a t-shirt in She's front like, of everyone. That's my man's. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And I respect that energy. Yeah. Also, she doesn't shave her armpits. I love that about the, her. <laughs> you know, and I, like, Every story that I've read about her, yeah, some people don't really like her. Mm-hmm. But the consensus is that she stinks. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? She, do you think she's using natural deodorant, like the crystals? Or? or not at all. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Just I don't know. I I respect it. Like, I've only... I do know someone that met her. Only one person. Wait, who? Uh, Lori. Um... Is that from Florence? Oh, okay. Like Jamie Michelle's tutor. Yeah. She does stink. But she was nice. Yeah. Wow. You know, maybe people are saying she's rude just because she stinks. And maybe they were like offended (laughs) by her odor. But like, (laughs) I don't want this Julia Roberts slander right out the gate. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, boy. But that's the only thing I know from like, you know, secondhand. Right. Well, I don't know. But yeah. No, it'll be really interesting to get us back on the rails. It'll be really interesting to see see these movies as someone that like grew up like you and I just like admiring her so much and being like, this is the way young adults are. This is the way life is going to like this is she's the blueprint. Right. And like, yeah. Yeah. Like now. Like I thought it was really fun. We're going to watch today Pretty Woman mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah. So, this is, like, the one that started it all, but it's also the one for me that it's, like, this is, like, it's a terrible message if you really think about it. Uh-huh. But it's such a classic. It. I was going to say that, too. Like, it. it is. You're right. It's a classic. I don't know. I really like it. I have some fun facts, too. Yeah? That I want to share. Lay them on me. So, apparently, like, she wasn't going to be cast for Pretty Woman. I think they wanted Molly Ringwald or, like, oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Or, like, Meg Ryan, I heard at one point, too. Which makes that sense. That makes sense. And then for, um, instead of Richard Gere, they wanted Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. he dropped out or had to do something. I don't know. But I feel like it worked out so well. I think so. Well, 
Did you? I heard that, like, Richard Gere wasn't sure about saying yes, and Julia Roberts slid him a note and was like, please, please, please. Really? Yeah, that might be lore, though, but I like to believe that. Ah, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that they have a great chemistry and it feels so right. And I can't imagine anyone else playing those roles. Also, apparently it was was not going to be a a rom-com. It was going to be like a darker film called 3000. (laughs) Because it was like $3,000 is. Yeah. Yeah. Like he like just throws the money at her and is like, she's in the alleyway. And he's like, here you go, you worthless hoe. I don't know. I, I so I'm glad they, like, switched it up. That's true. And- was that before or after Gary Marshall signed on to direct? Because I don't – I would love to see a Gary Marshall, like, hardcore movie. You know, let me see if this has any info, because I am not sure. Um, I don't know if it's in this article that I found. But it was just supposed to be a lot darker, basically. Word. I don't know. I'm really glad that we got yeah. this, though. Same. Yeah. Oh. Well, you want to get into it? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's get into it. So, yeah. So, like we were talking about for our first Julia Roberts film, we are going to discuss Pretty Woman. So, Pretty Woman is a 1990 romantic comedy directed by the late, great Gary Marshall, starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. The story centers around a down-on-her-luck Hollywood prostitute, Vivian Ward, and wealthy businessman Edward Lewis. Uh, Vivian is hired to be Edward's escort for several business and social functions, and their relationship develops over the course of her week-long stay with him. Um, the film's title, Pretty Woman, is based on the 1964 song, Oh, Pretty Woman, by Roy <laughs> or- Orbison, and it's the first film on-screen collaboration between Gear and Roberts. Their second film, Bree's favorite movie, Runaway Bride, was released in 1999. Which I believe is a sequel. <laughs> to Pretty Woman? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have to actually watch Runaway Bride to really see for sure. But Well, it's this scene at the end of Pretty Woman that got deleted, I think, where like Julia Roberts slips on a banana peel what? and goes into a coma. Wait, what? Okay, because... <laughs> what? No, that's not true. Brie, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my god, Nikki, you had me. I'm trying me. to bridge them. <laughs> okay, you had me because I literally, like, there was something on YouTube that I almost watched that was like, deleted scenes from Pretty Woman, but I was like, oh no, because I don't know if we're going to get it, it that far into it, because you know, we deep dive, but like, yeah. sometimes I feel like, oh, I have to like, stop myself from diving to, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll watch this on my own time. Some conspiracy videos. Yeah, but you really had me there, Nick. I was like literally picturing her. I was like, oh, no, why would they like, do that? Richard Gears Edward loses all his money. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, Wait, I Wait, why? Because he pays for her medical bills? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he feels really bad, but he's still like, is paying for her condo, and he goes back to New York, and then he's like, you know what? I always had a dream of writing for the paper. Uh-huh. Anyways, and then Julia Roberts goes back home, and home is a small town, and then she, like, is a runaway bride. Yeah. She dates a bunch of guys and- Leaves them at the altar. Leaves them at the altar, yeah. Bada boom, bada bang. Bada boom, Chandler bang. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love this rewrite of the movie. <laughs> or like this, um, trying to make sense in between. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I do. I try to make sense of this, uh, crazy, crazy world. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, so 
Should we talk about the year in film? Yeah, let's take a trip to 1990, which this is our first, Brie, this is our first, we're going to flex, okay? <laughs> this is our first, I guess I just whipped my hair back. Um, this is the first movie or subject that we're talking about where we were not born yet. Because <laughs> we we're so, so young. young. <laughs> so little babies. So anyways, let's go back to 1990. <laughs> yes. I know we can't be like, where were you? Like, we weren't even a thought. We weren't a thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry to flex. <laughs> but let's do it. Yeah. So in 1990... Universal Pictures unveils a new opening logo with music composed by James Horner, which debuts on Back to the Future Part 3, and it's the first change to the Universal opening logo in 27 years, which we would know nothing about because we've only known probably this opening because we were so young and not born yet. You know? Right? Well, yeah. How many times has that logo changed? I don't know. I'm sure. I feel like... Between, like, 1990 and now, they've probably zhuzhed it up, right? Probably. I thought it was just crazy to find out that Back to the Future Part 3 was released in 1990. That's just, like, in my mind, that's, like, such an 80s thing. Like, I thought maybe 89. I know that's, like, a year difference. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I thought all the Back to the Futures were in the 80s. Gotcha. You know what? I think you're right. They probably have zhuzhed it from, like, they just probably made it more hd now that I'm looking, because I feel like I remember two with, like, I feel like I've seen this one. I feel oh, like I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. Do you, dude, do you remember when Disney changed its logo? That was something. That was. I remember feeling really weird about I it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about it. Same. Um. So it looks like Pretty Woman, Um, when it was released, it grossed $463 million, making Julia Roberts a worldwide star. That's actually that's a lot of money, actually. Yeah. Like, well, this is like the third highest grossing movie of 1990. I feel like a lot of the movies we've talked about haven't even grossed this much mm-hmm. on the movie clubs that I've been thinking. I don't think. No. This is probably, as far as movie clubs go, the biggest hit. Dang. I know we make them out to be all hits, but like... I think every movie that we really like is like a moderate <laughs> box office success. Uh, gar- like the audience is teen girls. Yeah, true. But um, not this one. True. So, um, Ghost, the movie Ghost, which I still have not seen. I, I really need to see it, though. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. Um, Ghost starring Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg is released and grosses $506 million, making it the third highest grossing movie at the time. So, you know, so pretty well. Wait, wait, wait. The highest grossing movie of the time? The third highest. But the third highest of the time was Ghost. How the movies? Wow. Wait, what was the first then in ninety in nineteen ninety? Oh my god! You know, not to flex on all y'all oh. again, but like in my mind, I see Titanic. Like, there's nothing before Titanic yeah. being Nikki, the number one movie. You haven't even seen Titanic. No, but no, like being like the highest grossing movie oh. of all time. Wait, of all time? Am I reading? Okay, like, am I reading? I thought you said at the time. At the time, not of all time. I said at the time. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, Ghost was that? 
I mean, I knew it was a phenomenon. Like, I I heard about ghosts. I yeah. was like, it's up there with Gone with the Wind? <laughs> as far as grossing that much money? I'm so sorry. We're just writing our, are we writing things here? <laughs> sorry, Brie, I'm just so used to, Brie, this is the first time I'm late to the party. I'm always the know-it-all. It's like, <laughs> knows so much about pop culture and like these years like i know a lot about 1999 mm-hmm. or like 2002 i specialize in 2002 right brie i don't know anything about 1990 in film it's okay and it's showing it, nikki it is okay i mean you, you weren't even born yet <laughs> i wasn't i know this like is coming off as like we were and like we're like 40 years old i was not born yet <laughs> and i just I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't know. I mean, this I, is news to know? me. I am just reading these facts. Like, Brie, you could tell me before Titanic being the number one film of all time, it was Ghost. And I'd be ghost. like, I guess so. I mean, in that, uh, yeah. It made a lot of people sign up for pottery classes. I, I know that. I've heard so much about this movie. Like, I really got, I feel like I need to see it. It's supposed to be sexy, right? I think you'd probably like it. I think I would too. I love making pottery. You also love Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. And Demi Moore. And Doesn't De- she have short hair in this? Yeah. And Patrick Swayze. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, this whole cast sounds really, like, really, like, a cool cast. Um, But anyway, so so Ghost was the third highest grossing movie at the time. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> like, of all time. <laughs> Sorry, these- this is usually you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the table has turned. It's okay. Do you want, do you want me to read the last couple yeah, facts? Yeah, go ahead. I'm so sorry, it's Brie. O- it's okay. Um, so Kevin Costner's directorial debut, Dances with Wolves, is released, and it later earned 12 Academy Award nominations and won seven, including Best Picture and Best Director for Costner. So that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that was his um directorial debut because I know that was a big one. Yeah, I've heard about that movie a lot. I've seen it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Meh. A lot of people like it. I don't know. It was, I liked it all right. I mean, I wasn't like, this is the best movie ever, but it was good. I've seen the VHS. Is it better than Ghost? I don't know. Ooh, this next fun <laughs> fact I do know a lot about. Yes. You want to read this one next? Yes. Okay. So Home Alone um, was released, and it spent 12 consecutive weeks at number one on the United States box office, and it became both the highest-grossing film of the year and the highest-grossing comedy of all time. Oh! <laughs> also, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman got married. Oh, oh boy. These are, like, two things that I know about. <laughs> Home Alone and Tom Cruise oh, and boy. Nicole Kidman. Right. Interesting couple. Honestly, I, it's hard to picture. Really? That's I still think they're married in my mind. Oh, they're gonna say secretly or something. <laughs> Another conspiracy. No, no, no. Like I in my mind, that's like they're still a couple somewhere in another universe. I don't like them together. I I she like, is not a Scientologist. She's not. Well, she's a Catholic. That, I see her more with a Javier Bardem. Or is that his name? I'm just being. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what's his name. <laughs> he's French, right? You don't ex- you don't pronounce he's, the, uh, the rest Spanish, of it. I think. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's married to Javier. Penelope Cruz, who also dated oh, Tom Cruise. Oh, wait. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I was like, oh, that'd be a good throuple minus Tom Cruise. 
What? Not Tom Cruise? I mean, he is attractive, but I just think he looks just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just his face. Like He he just, I don't know who, he get. I don't know. I is can't see him with anyone. Is he, is he married? No. He was married to Katie Holmes. Mm. Uh, I just don't think, I just see him living like George Clooney's life that he claimed that he would live forever and lied and well, did not. It's very hard for Tom Cruise to find someone because of the whole Scientology <laughs> thing. And they're like, I think he's reached Xenu or something. Oh, gosh, like, he reached Xenu? I don't know yet, but he's like high up in the church. It's like David Miscavige and then Tom Cruise. So I don't know. He's probably just going to be with like some generic lady that is in the Church of Scientology that we know nothing about. Unless, well, there's and so many attractive conspiracy That's my, theories yeah. about Tom Cruise. <laughs> but I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, I do too. I just saw his new movie, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, it was really good. I hadn't seen the other Top Gun. I thought I thought Top Gun was Leslie Nielsen. I got confused. Naked Gun. That's, yeah, I, I really didn't see. That's how much I know. But it was a good movie. I really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise is saving movies. He, you know, he looks good too. And I'd never noticed how sexy his nose is. So I love the little the little bump. I like how it sticks out at the bridge at the top. Like, it's a strong nose. I don't know. That's Him, all I got to say. Adrian Brody. Just turn to the side. Nose. Let me see yeah. that profile. <laughs> no. I watched Top Gun Maverick last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, last Thursday. And I was on edibles <laughs> again. <laughs> we should just make, like, a closer <laughs> movie. Like, I watched this movie on edibles. But I remember, like, the final scene like when they're all in the planes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember being like, this is the best movie of all time. Yes. Oh, it was really good, honestly. But I do also remember like me and my boyfriend laughed so hard at the love scene between him and Jennifer Conley. Really? Because it was so. What love scene? They like kissed in a bed. It was. Nikki, that scene was like two seconds long. <laughs> we though. were weak. Because it was like so PG or yeah, what? Yeah, it was just like. I don't know. Something about it was, it was like, oh, we got to do this now. Can I tell you what part got me laughing? (laughs) The most inappropriate, the part that's like supposed to be so serious and you just hear the guy singing in the background. He's playing at the piano and he sings that. What is that song he's singing? Oh, oh, because the song is like. Oh, fireball. Great balls of fire. That's what it was. I I feel like it could have been a. I get what they were doing, but they did this really sad montage to a song that's so upbeat and it was so cheesy. Just, I like loved that. It made me laugh so hard, but I felt like I should have been cry- I was like, me and my boyfriend were laughing and we're trying to keep it together because everyone else in the theater is like so serious and we're just there trying not, and we were not on Edible. <laughs> anyway. I feel like that part I could see what they were doing. So I was like, I'll give them this. I'll give him this pass. But then once they saw the horse, you know, I was like, no. <laughs> that was a quick one. I was like, ooh, some sexiness and nothing happened. I, maybe she didn't want to, maybe. Or Tom Cruise. Maybe Jennifer Conley is an SP, a suppressive person in the church. And maybe they have to keep their dist. Oh, maybe. Anyway. anyway. This is all going to have to be cut out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, back to Pretty Woman. Yeah, well, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman get married. Yeah. And then they divorce. I just think of that picture of, like, Nicole Kidman 
that's like every year they show it on Twitter where she's like, woo, after she signs the divorce papers. Right? Same. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, so Pretty Woman was a widely successful film at the box office, and it was the third highest grossing film of 1990. Um, The film saw the highest number of ticket sales in the U.S. ever for a rom-com, too. Woo! Yeah, like the reviews were mixed, um, but Julia Roberts did receive a Golden Globe Award and a nomination for Best Actress at the Academy Awards. Wow. Um, And, you know, it catapulted her into stardom. And the screenwriter, screenwriter J.F. Lawton was nominated for a Writer's Guild Award and a BAFTA. A pop BAFTA. Oh, dang. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So, I guess, do you want to just discuss the film? Let's do it. So, oh, before we start, mm-hmm. Gary Marshall as yeah. a director. Thoughts? You know, okay. Let me just, like, because I, my memory is, I I am not good with names, but I've heard his name a lot. I know he's done a lot of things. What is he? No- oh, he did, pri- okay. <gasps> okay. Okay. I have thoughts, because he did Princess Diaries and Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, he oh. did Mother's Day, which was 2016. That has Julia Roberts in there. Interesting. Never saw that one. Um. Overboard. He directed Overboard, another classic rom-com. Chicken Little, another (laughs) classic rom-com. No, I'm just kidding. Leak of Their Own. I've heard of that one. Frankie and Johnny. That was him. (gasps) Another classic. That one's a real, like, classic. Wow. Dang. I didn't realize that was 91. I've heard of Beaches. The Bette Midler. Trying to see what else. Never Been Kissed. So good. Young Doctors in Love? Now that sounds interesting. Wow. And his sister was also Penny Marshall. Oh. You know, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. He's just like a like an icon. So. I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I feel like I don't know a lot about him, though. I feel like you probably have some facts about... Or like, you know... Not like you know him personally, <laughs> but I feel like... You, you're so into, like, films and directors and stuff that you probably know some things. I mean, Gary Marshall is, like, the rom-com king, mm. you know? Like, I mean, there's some highs and lows in his filmography, for sure, but I don't know. I'm, I'm also, like, we should probably put this up, like, a disclaimer before we talk about Pretty Woman. Okay. This is Gary Marshall directed. Pretty Woman, I know, came first. But The Princess Diaries is a movie that, like, I grew up watching. Like, I saw it, like, I was seven years old, and I saw myself in Anne Hathaway, and basically, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, Um, and I can quote it forwards and backwards. So, so there you go. Like, I'm always going to be, like, there's so many parallels between this movie and The Princess Diaries. Yes! That I'm going to have to talk about them. Yes! I... Yes. Yeah, but just, you know, just like a disclaimer, like I know Pretty Woman came first, mm-hmm. but The Princess Diaries is my my movie, so. Oh, I know this about you, too. I love this. Okay, Princess Diaries is like, I, I mean, we both watched it so many times, like when we'd have sleepovers and stuff. I feel like I've watched it tons of times and I have a very similar relationship to it, I guess, but I know what you're saying because I've saw so many similarities as well. 
So I'm excited to talk about that. Like, this is like, like, you know how like the NMCU is the thing, the Nancy Myers Cinematic Universe? Yeah. This is like the Gary Marshall Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which is like a thing. Also, okay, is Gary Marshall too? Like, is he, would you say he's one of your favorite like directors? No, not no. at all. Okay, but he made the Princess Diaries, <laughs> so he's like, is he like the um honorable mention? He's an honorable mention just because he created the Princess Diaries. I see. In a league of their own, there's no crying in baseball. You know, they're great. Yeah, but but I just love anyone that creates their own, like any director that creates their own cinematic universe. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So the film opens at a party. Yes. And we see Jason Alexander being a high-class George Costanza. Yes. Right? That's what I said. I said George from Seinfeld. (laughs) Which, like, okay, right off the top, what are your thoughts on Jason Alexander in this film? Annoying? I don't know. The worst. The worst. And it's like, I, I know when that opened up, like, the first quote is, like, no matter what they say, it's all about money. And you can tell he is very driven by money. And he's just, I think he's just kind of a douchebag in this movie. It's just, yeah. he's annoying. I mean, he, and it's hard not to think about George Costanza, though, when you look at him. Yes. Or that, like, weird, like, 80s McDonald's ad where he's, like, skipping in the streets. Look it up. YouTube that. <laughs> or he's, like, shake it up. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, I'm like trying but, to um, I, Yeah, I just, I watch so much Seinfeld. Yeah. So I just think of George. But right. this movie, he is a high class George Costanza. <laughs> like he, like we were talking about this before. If George basically like was rich, mm-hmm. was like a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Basically, if George wasn't like knocked down a peg Every single day, it was like, this is, like, the monster he would have become. <laughs> like, in another universe, this is George Costanza. Mm-hmm. Like, he just gets, like, rich and successful and too cocky. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But, yeah. Then we meet Edward, um, played by Richard Gere, and he's on the phone with his girlfriend, Jessica. Right. And they're breaking up. And she basically is like, you're too busy and i talk to your secretary too much like that's essentially like he's obsessed with work yeah she's like i can't like i talk to the secretary more than you and just i guess uh, yeah he, they yeah doesn't end well i guess but they kind of it's it's interesting because he's like yeah all right because he's like well let's wait and discuss it when i get back and she's like i don't know if i want to wait or something i don't know and he's like well fine all right it was like very like cold uh breakup like there was no emotions i noticed it was like yeah all right that's that that's fine. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> like, dang. Which, thoughts on Edward? I, he is attractive. Richard, you're an attractive man. That's all I could think about. I'm just like, wow. He's attractive. I don't know. But his care. I don't know. I just, I just kept thinking he was attractive. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he, well, it's a nice way to put it, put it with Edward. He's very sheltered. Yes. Yes. Like, he's, like, a little spectrum-y in my... <laughs> <laughs> like, socially, he's not yeah. all there. He's, like... Well, we we do find out a little bit later, like, his first car was a limo. He definitely makes me think of Maxwell Sheffield in The Nanny. <gasps> the poofy, oh, the hair. 
We will talk about this now, but we are also going to talk about this later once Vivian comes in. But yes. anyways, ah! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> so much excitement. No, I just wanted to say that too. You had that thought too. And she's like, yeah. Fran. She's Fran. Yeah, sitting on the desk. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's he's work obsessed. He's a workaholic. You're right. Sheltered, rich. Yeah, really rich. He's like just very simple. He just likes building things or whatever he whatever does. he does. He doesn't build things like building things with his mind. Right. Buying things. <laughs> collecting things. Yeah. Whatever rich people do. I don't know. Yeah. Um. My only other note, like, can we talk about the title sequence? Is this like when the in- like the song is playing? Yeah, which the song, the soundtrack slaps. Yes, it does. But like, I just think this is the perfect intro. It's like eighties, nineties, like L.A., and then you get like Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, Pretty Woman, and like King of Wishful Thinking's playing, which oh, is a yeah. bop. I I wrote down powerful intro song. <laughs> I like love. I just sometimes I will listen to the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Yeah. Just unironically. It slaps. I heard that the soundtrack did really well, too, on the charts. People were were tuning in. I get it. It's it's like it's like um it's like the dirty dancing soundtrack in a way where you get like the old timey, like the pretty woman's Yeah. That other song. But then you get like the rock set power ballad or like the King of Wishful Thinking Bop. Yeah. So. I know that was a vibe. I really enjoyed that little title sequence. <laughs> I know. I was like in my room just like j- jamming out. <laughs> this movie, watching this movie put me in such a good mood, to be honest. <laughs> Same. Uh, but yeah, so he, what I I loved the scene where he steals um, George Costanza's car, which I kept using that name because I didn't figure out who this guy's name was till halfway through the movie. Jimmy? No, I still forgot. Shh. Sh- 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 Memmy. I think it's Phil. Phil? Maybe? And I then, think. but do they call him, uh, what, I think it's Stuffy. Stuffy? Stuffy. St- st- yeah, I don't even know how you would spell that, to be honest. I don't know what that, I don't know if that's his last name, or if that's a nickname. Eh, he's George Costanza. Yeah. He's George. <laughs> but I just love that he stole his car, and it's just like, he's like, no, wait, that's a new car. And he, and like, um, Edward just does not care. And he does not know how to drive it. And he just go. He's like, zoom. And we like cut to Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. Just dressing up. She's a Vivian. She's um, ready to prostitute. She's just like putting on the thigh highs, ready to toot it up. Yup. And which I noticed. I never noticed before because I haven't looked at all the little details, you know, like. Yeah. But in the background, like there's like photos of her like on the fridge. and stuff. It's like a bunch of photos of her. That are, like, just half of photos. Like, someone ripped, a, like, someone out of the photo. So, I'm like, I'm guessing she just had a breakup or oh. something. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh-uh. I just thought that was interesting because I hadn't noticed it before. But, yeah, it's, like, pictures of, like, a ripped up picture and it's just her. So, there's, like, multiple of them. And I'm like, huh. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. See, I didn't even notice that. That's, like, fun, like, when you watch a movie, like, so many times that like, you see, like, the background like the set design every time I wrote, I like that. Yeah, I just felt like they're like setting it up for like, oh, both of these people have just been, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, are in a similar situation. 
Yeah, so like Vivian, Vivian heads to the Blue Banana Club. Love the name, by the way. Same. It's a good name. And um, I love the man that's like outside of the clubs being like, everyone's got a dream. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a dream. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? What's your, your dream? dream? <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so we meet Kit, mm-hmm. who's Julia Roberts' roommate, who basically buys drugs with the rent money. Mm-hmm. And like, Kit is like, I love this life. There's nowhere else I'd rather be than <laughs> at the Blue Banana Club doing drugs. Basically. Prostitute. <laughs> Tooting it up. Tooting it up. And then Vivian's like, no, I want something more. Right? More is vague, but like she wants something more. She does. And you know, you know what gets me though when they're at this club? Like this kit girl, she's like, oh, I gotta get a snack. We gotta get a snack. And she like takes herself to the bar, like (laughs) with the drinks. Yeah. And there's like lemons and limes lined up for the martini, whatever, the mixed drinks. And there's like the maraschino cherries. She takes a napkin and she puts down a couple lemon wedges and a, a cherry. And I'm like, is that all she's eating? And then the guy's like, hey, this ain't a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that energy. But I'm also like, you got, girl, you got to eat some real food. Like you cannot live off. Is she living off banana or not banana peels? Sorry. I'm just thinking about bananas. Um, <laughs> the blue bananas. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like lemons and I don't know. I think so. But, but yeah, I, I guess so. But yeah, she, she's there. She's like an old hat. But like we find out Vivian's a new prostitute. Right. So. Yeah. And then we're back to Edward, who's having trouble driving. He's driving a Lotus, and he needs to get to Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's, like, on Hollywood. Is he Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah. He's just, like, putting because he can't drive this car. And yep. Then, and then Kit's like, you look hot. And then go on with your bad self. Oh, yeah. She was like, you need to get this, get this guy because he's in this. He, she could tell by the car. And she, like, starts, um, Viv starts, like, walking down the street. She, like, takes off her jacket and she's like, work it, work it, own it, baby. She's, like, just, like, hyping her up, like, out loud. Like, I love that. Which, thoughts on Vivian's outfit? It's, like, that iconic pretty woman (laughs) prostitute outfit. It's, like, everyone at 19 years old's Hollywood, or Hollywood costume, Halloween costume. Yes. I feel like I have seen it as a Halloween costume. Is that right? I've almost been Vivian as a prostitute plenty of Halloween. (laughs) But you never were? No, because I always ended up going with Mia Wallace. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Um... I don't know. I'm like, does anyone actually wear that outfit? Like, is that... It's so interesting because it's like a ring that holds a top and a skirt together. Oh, I love... Our aunt probably has something like that from 1990. You know, she probably does. A hundred percent. It's a fun look. I feel like... I don't know. It's it's definitely of a time, but like... It, does it really scream hooker? Because I feel like I've seen more scandalous looks. For sure. I mean, it's very like, I feel like Vivian's prostitute look is like the equivalent to like a Fashion Nova girl from 2017. Oh my gosh. I think I have seen some dresses that are very similar, actually, that are in style. Yeah. Yeah. 
She's just a Nova babe, right? <laughs> Loved the boots, though. Yes. Oh, and the hat. Yes. A little newsboy. <laughs> Doesn't love a good newsboy. Agreed. But yeah. So, like, Vivian goes up to the car and is, like, you know, trying to work her stuff. And Edward's not interested. Mm-hmm. He's, like, looking for directions. He's very, like, um, can you just give me directions, please? And she's, like, that'll be five bucks. And he's, like, well, I don't know. Uh, for directions? And she's, like, well, now it'll be ten dollars. <laughs> oh, and then he wasn't he like I only have a twenty and he she was like all right and then she's like well for twenty I'll tell you where the stars live blah 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 it's a, I don't know she basically takes his money and hops in the car and then like basically we find out Vivian knows cars though and so she can like help him drive this thing I love this scene because she's like really like you don't know about cars what's wrong with you true no I feel like this scene it's like I wish I was alive in nineteen ninety. With my butt in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Because the moment Julia Roberts says, like, did you know your foot's as big as your elbow to your wrist? Uh-huh. Like, the way she says, I don't know. I was like, I, I like, fuck with this girl. <laughs> like, I, like, love her. Like, she's the best. I don't know. But at that moment, I was, just, like, sold. Like, she could tell me anything. I'm like, you're the most likable, charming person on the planet. Right? It was just from that little fun fact for me. I just liked... She has this, like, level of confidence in this movie. You know what I mean? Um, Like, her character is just, like, she just says things kind of unfiltered, and I just love that. Yeah, it's just, like, so, like, newborn, like, fresh. She's, like, she's uh, pure is the right word, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah. Oh, yeah, my note was Julia Roberts' charm is through the roof. Mm-hmm. That was my. <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, Edward takes Vivian to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Which, so she's like, because he asked her, hey, what is, like, a going rate nowadays? Like, what? how much do you charge? And she's like, $100. And he's like, for the night? She's like, for the hour. And he's like, oh, okay. So he pay doesn't he just pay her, like, a, I don't know, 100 or yeah. something like that? But he's like, they kind of are about to part ways. And she's like, I'll just take a cab back or whatever, or a bus. Or the bus. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure? You know what? And he changes his mind. He's like, you want to come up with me? Like, spend the night or whatever. And um, and then he's like, he gives her his coat to cover up because apparently her outfit's not appropriate. And those, you know. At that hotel. That hotel is is too good for hookers, I guess. Yeah. But it's funny because she, like, has this coat. She doesn't even button it or anything. So it's not really hiding anything. And she's so cheeky, which I love. Like, she's, like, like people are kind of staring at her, and she's, like, pretending. Like, she's, like, oh, there's a run of my pantyhose. Oh, wait, I'm not wearing any. And she's just, like, really, like, shocking these, like, old I know. prudish people. And it's just, like, so funny to me. No, I, like, love that. I love, like, all the stuffy people just, like, getting their panties in a bunch. <laughs> right? But we find out that, like, Edward's a planner. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, a five fly by the seat of her pants kind of gal oh yeah yeah i just you know what i love though about her as well just that she's like she's about the money she is like she's not letting anything slide she's like hey buddy because like once they find that out she's like you know what would break the ice if you paid me (laughs) he's like fine he's like i'll pay you yeah let's chat let us chat but but yeah, she does have like this Fran Fine quality about her. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we both like saw yeah, okay. 
And then, of course, we get the, like, iconic I'm a safety girl quote when she's, like, dishing out the condom selection. I love that. You know what? She is smart. She is. She's a safety girl. She's being responsible. She is. Um, But, yeah, so he buys her for the night, and they watch I Love Lucy. Like, she has, like, a floor picnic and watches, like, the I Love Lucy, like, Smashing Grapes Mm -hmm. episode, and that's kind of a dream. Right? She's living her best life. I know. Like, I love floor picnics. I love hotels. Like, staying at a hotel oh, yes. is the best. And can you imagine the penthouse suite? Oh, my God. She's just living the dream. But yeah, fun fact. So, to get Julia Roberts to laugh hysterically, Gary Marshall tickled her feet out of frame. Wait, okay. Literally, I was wondering what... Because her laugh is kind of like, ha, 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 Like, I don't know how to do it. That was not it. But, like, it's not forced exactly, but I'm like... I know she's watching I Love Lucy, and I've watched Lucy, and I think she's funny, too, but I don't think she's that funny. So I'm like, what is making her laugh? Is she just like, is this her laugh that she's coming up with? Is this a character laugh, or is this her real laugh? Like, she's getting tickled. I see. All right. Tickle me Julia Roberts over here. Good to know. Yeah. I love that. I do, too. I don't know. I just thought that scene was super cute, too. It is. So, you know, it's morning, and Vivian wakes up. Sans wig, mm-hmm. which 10 times better without the wig. Like, her curly red hair. It's like iconic Julie Roberts. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I, I feel like we glazed over, though, the look that they give each other. Oh. Like, that look. You know, like, in every movie, like, where it's, like, the romance begin, Like, it's, like, a look of just, like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, I don't want to say acceptance. I don't know. Like, when you see someone from across the bar, it's like that, the, like, not love at first sight, but there's, like, something going on. Like, like a connection, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway. I know what you're talking about, though, but I don't know what to describe it as. Yeah. I don't know either. And yeah. Well, we find out they both don't kiss on the mouth, which they I feel don't. like, I don't know, that comes up a lot in this. That, yeah. Well, I guess as a prostitute, you don't kiss on the mouth because you might fall in love. Is that, yeah, is that the, I don't know. You don't kiss on the mouth because it implies that it's not a transaction? I guess so. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. I think that's interesting, too. I mean, you know, maybe that makes them a person. I don't know. Like, if I was a prostitute, yeah. I wouldn't want to kiss anyone on the mouth. Like, I would probably want to pretend that they didn't have a face. True. I guess those are good rules. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so. Anyway, wig. Wig. So the wig is off. And Edward basically orders all the room surface. What a dream. Yeah. And basically, Jason Alexander, George Costanza, Spunky, Stucky. Um, he's on the phone and he's like, you need to get a date to these, like, you, you have a lot of things to do when you're in town. You have to have a arm candy. Right. So he comes up with this idea that Vivian should be, like, his gal. Like, he'll just pay her. Like, he has a proposition that he'll, um, you know. Yeah. Spend a week with her or spend a week with him. Yeah. And I love how he says, you can be my beck and call girl. <laughs> love that. Yeah. 
Isn't she? She's like hesitant at first, but then she's like, you know what? Sure. And he like pays for her like outfits. And he's like, go buy yourself some dresses. Which we're kind of missing the bathtub scene. Oh, shoot. She puts on the headphones and she's like singing Kiss by Prince. She's just like, I just want your Oh my God. Kiss. That scene is so iconic. I love that scene. Ah. Oh. Honestly, who doesn't sing along like that when you hear Prince? Or oh my god, I, it's so relatable. S- yes, same. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was like going off. I mean, how can you not hear that song too? But I feel like the lyric in that song that gets me is like, "At your age, mama, not your shoes," <laughs> or "You don't have to watch Dynasty you know, to have an attitude." The past two movies we've watched have had Prince references. Just saying. What was the uh, first? Well, the Uptown Girls. Act your age, not your shoe size. Oh, that's true. Always kissed by Prince. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always like subliminally on everyone's minds. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so apparently when she was in the bathtub singing, like there was so much, like so many like chemicals in the detergent to create the thick bubbles that it took the red hair dye out of her hair and she had to read it what oh my god was her skin okay yeah it was just like you know it was just strong so it just took out the dye well is this just like temporary dye they spray in her hair but that's not her color like that wasn't her hair color during the time it was i, I mean she dyed it though i think she has like naturally like brown hair it's just brown. but like dang she know. looks good as a redhead though which favorite julie roberts hair color probably red like in this movie i think i like it a lot same i either like this or like very dark like when she was like won the oscar dark Mm. like america's sweetheart era dark okay yeah or like runaway bride dark yeah notting hill notting hill i I like the curly red hair and then i like the like super straight mid-length dark gotcha those are my faves she looks great either way for sure the blonder hair though i'm not as much of a fan to say i don't know but okay yeah so basically she gets an allowance to mm-hmm. go and heads to rodeo drive to shop oh and this is like um where is it so never mind maybe i don't know if i'm jumping too far but there's like yeah. uh this song that's like wild women yes. do and they don't regret it and it's like it's just like a montage of her going i love it down the street to the rodeo drive i don't know i remember that part too it's a vibe so good but yeah so there's that iconic scene where she goes to the store and they're mean they're so rude yeah they're not giving her the time of day they're like you don't belong here like get out of our store this is not for you we refuse yeah. to sell to you yeah. You poor skank. You poor skank ho. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And then we meet Hector Elizondo. Yeah. Who's Which, in every the Gary Princess Marshall Diaries. Movie. Yeah. I literally was like, oh my God, the dude from the Princess Diaries. And Runaway Bride. Right. He's in that too. I totally forgot. What? Because the Gary Marshall Cinematic Universe. And he always plays like the same guy. He's like the fashion consultant man. He's like. He is always helping young women thrive. Right? He is. He really is. He's also, like, silently helping everyone, like, come along, like, connect and get together. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like... Like, very Godfather vibes. Yes. 
Very much. Yeah. But he's like sus about Vivian. Right. He's like, are you a guest here? He like interrogates yeah. her and everything because she tries to get back into the room. And she's like, I'm staying with uh, Edward. And he's like, Edward who? And he's basically like, you're his niece. Uh-huh. In quotes. Like, yeah. Like, you got to have a story. We're going to help you out. Like yeah. the fairy godfather. Yeah. Then he like, I love that too. Because she's like, no one will help me. And he's just like, I will. Yeah. He's great. He's like, I'm going to make it happen. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. <laughs> um, so yeah, she ends up getting a dress and he teaches her table etiquette. Right. You know who else he also helps teach table etiquette to? Mm-hmm. Mia Thermopolis. Exactly. Just saying. <laughs> no, literally. I kept thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Is um is the Princess Diaries like a version of Pretty Woman for children? <laughs> like <laughs> without like the it's not so much about romance, but like it's true. The character development, just the or the high class, low class thing coming together. There's there's elements for sure, right? But I love that, like a fish out of water. Like Gary Marshall does that really well in these two movies. I love that. But but yeah. Oh, and so after like Vivian gets all like done up. Mm-hmm. She meets Rich or Edward. I don't know why I want to say Richard. I know it's, it's a very similar name yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> but she meets up with Edward for dinner at the bar, and she's wearing the black dress, mm-hmm. which is my favorite dress. I think in the movie. Ooh, okay. Like, hot take. I like it. It's it's really pretty. It's like lacy and black. It has like a. I don't know if it's a choker, if it's a part of the dress or like a. It's a part of the dress, I think, but it's like a chokery thing in the front. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, then we have the dinner scene. Right. Which, okay. And, and, you know, this scene also reminds me of the Princess Diaries because she, well, we know that she's, she like doesn't know what fork to use. And the old dude kind of makes her feel better. He's like, I never understood what fork to use either. And he like uses his hands. And so she's like, kind of like, oh, cool. So I can loosen up a bit. And then the escargot comes out. Yeah. Well, this is intentional. So like, so when Vivian flings the snail across a room and the waiter says it happens all the time, Mm -hmm. um, Gary Marshall casts the same actor with the same line for The Princess Diaries. Yes. Oh my God. You know what? I knew that. Yeah. I totally remember when I saw that fact. I'm going like, oh my God. It happens all the time. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yes. That's why it feels so familiar, too. It's, uh, it's so good. I love it. It It's good here. It's good there. It's good everywhere. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know there's stuff that happens with Edward and the company. Do you remember any of that? Because I was not focused on that. Yes. Basically, I think the old man doesn't want to give up the company, but I think he maybe has to because he's... It's running into the ground somehow or something. Like, I don't know exactly, but it's like his grandson is there and his grandson is like not really for any of it either. And they both get up and leave. Yeah. And But Richard Gere is like trying to get the, you know, try to buy the company. And then the old man's like angry and he's like, watch out. Like, I'm going to tear you apart. He's like, just like angry. He's like not for the steel. Yeah. yeah. Well, sucks to suck, I guess. Guess I so. was, like, not focused on that part of the movie at all, <laughs> I'm to be honest. I know. I was like, I need to pay attention. This must be important to the plot. But, it, like, I don't know. I don't know. But is it? It yeah. is about Vivian and Edward. Definitely. And it's about more so Vivian. Just, like, being Cinderella. I think so. Yeah. 
But yeah, so then we get to the shopping at Rodeo part two, basically with Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when she goes back to that store. She's like looking all fresh and fly in her designer threads. And mm-hmm. she's like, like, can I see like the girl working here? And like, do you remember me from yesterday? Mm-hmm. You know, you're making a big mistake. He's like, do you work on commission? What did she say? Yeah, I think you're right. Don't you work on commission? Yeah. And- um, I don't know. You're something like you made a big mistake, big, huge. Wait, yes. Which is icon. I mean, she should rub it in their faces, right? Yeah. I was gonna say, you know what? Not to bring it back to Princess Diaries again, but I just remembered. There's the scene, you know, when they're like when she's shopping before she visits those ladies and tells them what's what. Uh huh. The guy. Who cuts Mia Thermopolis' hair? The the hairdresser. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's there. He's there, too. I'm sorry. I just, like, I feel like there were so many, like, this universe, you're right. It's like it, a Gary yeah. Marshall universe. I just, like, I don't know. I just had to mention him because I don't know who he, I don't know what his name is. Oh, no. The guy that's, like, you look like a moose. Yeah. Um, that's you know, all. I, <laughs> and they were eyebrows, Frida and Grafjo. That's the yeah. only thing I could think about when I saw him. Same. I was like, where have I seen him before? And I was like, my mind went to Princess Diaries, but then I was like, I don't want to just say Princess Diaries. I, I know. But it just, it is what it is. That's true. Oh, man. But I'm all about her. Like, just, I don't know. Those ladies were so mean. They were. So judgy. Yeah. So I love, I love that scene anyways. She's just like, you wouldn't help me. Take that. Yeah. Well, cause you know what I like too is like, you know how, like, Edward is, like, he finds out because she tells him, like, yeah, they wouldn't help me or whatever. And he's, like, okay, well, we're going to do something about this. But instead of him going there and telling them off, she's the one that ends up telling yeah. You know what I mean? Because I kind of felt like, oh, is he going to do something? But she, like, takes the matters into her own hands. She gets, like, this confidence boost and is just, like, feeling herself. Which I think it's funny, like, just researching this film. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a point filming where gary marshall did pull richard gear aside and was like there's you know in this film there's the driver or there's the one who like pushes the scene and the one who who doesn't Mm -hmm. and you don't so keep that in mind okay like julie roberts does like she pushes and he like stays back yeah so okay but hmm that's interesting. Interesting to note. Yeah. But yeah, they have like the other bathtub scene where they're like taking a bath together and she's talking like or he's talking about his like family and stuff and it's like very like intimate. It's like a little therapy sesh. Yeah. I think she even jokes. She's like, you only paid this much for me as your therapist because he like talks about going to therapy and not really making a lot of progress it sounds. Which it's kind of a cute moment though. It is. I know. It's nice. It's cute when you see the walls come down between the two of them because they're both very, like, similar in the, like, not getting emotionally involved with anyone kind of vibes. Yeah. Or it's just, like, two unlikely people meeting at an unlikely place. And they're just, you know, forming a connection. That's, like, really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So then they go to the polo match. Mm Mm-hmm. And they do, like, the stomping of the divots. Oh, yeah. Which I don't remember that part. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, what does that even mean? Who does the Like, what is this tradition? Like, they're tearing up holes in the grass and stomp? I don't get it. 
I just uh, don't get it. I don't either. But I know she's wearing a really cute polka dot dress. That yes. is what I do know. <laughs> right? I know. I wrote that down too. But yeah, like, and she ends up talking to the dude from the dinner. Right. The grandson. Yeah. But like, not even in a flirtatious way, but it like makes Edward feel a type of way. And then he tells Costanza mm-hmm. like that she's a hooker. Which that was a big mistake. Huge. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because doesn't George Costanza, he, like, tells everyone else, like, you know, that she's a hooker. But Basically. also, like, don't the ladies at this polo place say to her, like, oh, you're Edward's flavor of the month or something? Yeah. Like, I don't know, stuff like that. Which they're just trying to, like, they're just being catty. They're trying to get to her. Yeah. Which but. I feel like on top of that, like, just like that with, you know, whatever the the lawyer yeah. guy is saying is like just like like we don't you don't belong here yeah it's kind of the what's projected at her mm-hmm but she looked great she did but yeah like vivian and edward like have their first fight and like she's like i want to leave you're right she gets all her stuff she's like i'm done she calls him an asshole and she said she never had anyone make her feel as cheap as he made her feel that day and i don't know which that well, maybe, because, like, not to, like, take her down a peg, but I think she's, like, new to the prostitute game, so maybe she didn't have the opportunities to feel what I assume would be your lowest lows yet. <laughs> she hasn't gone full kit and, like, you know, spent all her rent money on drugs. Yeah, true. But, true. you know, <laughs> n- nevertheless. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they... I thought it was, like, this moment is really sweet, though, like... She opens up to Edward and she's like, um, people put you down enough, you start to believe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like, oof. Yeah. I mean, I think it's true, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I that part was, that's such an interesting, like, this movie's, like, so light and kind of, like, breezy, breezy. Mm-hmm. I do feel like that scene, though, is, like, she's kind of spitting facts. She's right. like, yeah, like. I don't know, like, it, it does hit home a little bit. And then she's like, the bad stuff is easier to believe. Do you ever notice that? Which is, like, also yeah. true. You're just like, wow, these are, like, true, true. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then they go on a date, right? Like, an actual date. Like, this has nothing to do with the agenda of him just, or her being arm candy. This is, like, because he wants to go on a date with her, right? And you get the red dress moment. Yes. Which, fun fact, so Richard Gere improv the scene where he snaps the necklace case on Vivian's fingers, and the filmmakers loved her natural reaction so much, they decided to keep it. I love that. Which, I, like, love that, like, the the natural reactions in this movie mm-hmm. of Julia Roberts, though, like, it just adds something. It's, like, an, an extra, like, something. It's, like, it's it's special. It is. It just, it feels real. I don't know. Yeah, it's like these spazzy, like, blurts of, like, realness. Yeah. Yes. It's great. It makes the movie just, like you said, special. Yeah. And then they head to the the opera. Yeah. And there's another song playing. It's like, I can't believe I've fallen for you. So it's basically like, you know, it's some love jam. They're falling for each other. Yep. It's very on the nose. But they're they're saying, like, La Traviata? Yeah. Oh, Which is about a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. Oh, true. You know, I was thinking that. I'm like, what What are they? Which opera is this? Because it sounds familiar. But 
that makes sense. That's that was a good choice there. And she ends up like she's like teary eyed by the end of it because he's like either people love the opera or they hate it or you know what I mean. And what I thought was cute, like just like you know, like she does have this like innocence about her or something like um you know and she's like there's oh there's a band like the way she like looks at this opera and is like just yeah know, it's really cute because it's like she's never been to an opera before but it's like very pure like you were saying like she just i love the part when she's like after it's over she goes to edward and she's like i liked it so much i almost peed my pants <laughs> and the old woman like that overhears is like what did she say and uh edward is like she loved it more than the pirates of penzance <laughs> That part made me. There are little moments in this movie that just make me like chuckle out loud. That I like yeah. get me, and I'm like, that was one of them. It's so good. <laughs> and yeah, they go back to the hotel and they play chess. And Edward finally sleeps because he has this thing where he like doesn't sleep, right? And he's like comfortable around her, like comfortable enough where he sleeps. Oh. Oh, and then she gets him to take the day off, right? Yeah. Or no. She does. Yeah. And they have like a montage. And they ride horses together. And this it's like, I don't know. It's like that, you know, in every romantic montage, you have to ride horses. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting to know. I'm like, I've never ridden a horse with someone in a romantic situation. No, but I'm open to it. <laughs> Same. Oh, and then we find out Edward is going back to New York. And he... Well, he does plan to charity case her. Like, he wants to put her up in a condo and make sure she doesn't have to prostitute. Mm -hmm. But it isn't like, I want to be with you. Right. It's more like, yeah. He's like, I want to get you off the streets. Yeah. And she is not vibing with that. She's like, you know, she wants the fairy tale, is what she said. Which I've definitely reposted that gif. A couple times in my day on Tumblr. Mm. So I get it. I want the fairy tale, you know? Right. But And then Kit shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's basically like, you're in love with him. Yep. And. Because she's like, I can tell on your face. And she's like, she's basically in denial. She's like, no chance. No way. Yeah. She's like Hercules and I won't say I'm in love. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then they Vivian goes back, and it's like waiting for Edward, and Stucky comes in, or George Costanza comes in, mm-hmm. and he basically like roughs, like is like, "Well, you're a hooker." <sighs> like this scene pissed know, me off so much. And he like comes on to her. Yeah, and he slaps her across the face, and then Richard Gere comes in and like pulls him off, and basically like breaks his nose. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, yeah, break his nose, kick him out. Yeah, he was just a jerk. Like at first, it's, it's like bad enough like to like assault someone, but he's also like the way he was like talking to her is so condescending. Like it's not like she's not even like a human. It was just like really yeah. icky. I don't know. It just really made me mad. Anyway, he really deserved to get, like, he deserved more than that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, and then he was like, I gave you 10 years to, like, Richard Gere. I don't know. He's like, like, you only wanted money. <sighs> so. He was no good. 
He wasn't. I would have, like, thrown him out of that hotel, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style. Right? Like, he would be, like, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like, <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Phil, like, you know? Like, flying. Yeah. Flying out of that hotel. Mm. But they say their goodbyes, and Vivian leaves the car. And it must have been love by Roxette's playing for now. (laughs) It must have been good. Which is a perfect song for what just happened. I was like feeling it. I was like, yes. And there's a sad montage of both of them being kind of sad and looking out windows or whatever. Well, it must have been love, but it's over now. Right? (laughs) It must have been good, but they lost it somehow. You know? I mean, it's true. Yeah. What's going on, you know? I love that. But yeah, so then, you know, some time has passed and Vivian's going to move to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She basically is like, I don't want to prostitute anymore. She is done. She has enough money now, too. Yeah. I mean, she's got a good amount. She gives kids some money. She's like, here you go. It's the Edward Fund yeah. or whatever. <laughs> have some, you know, have some of this money. Do something with your life. She's like, you got potential. Quit tooting around. For real. And then fairy godmother Hector Elizondo. He, like, talks to Edward. Oh, yeah. And, and Edward goes to find Vivian. Yeah, he's, like, dropping hints. He's like, hey, you know the chauffeur bodyguard man? He knows where she lives. Wink. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this scene, though, because he, like, so he stops and gets flowers, right? They're going past, like, Hollywood Boulevard, and then... He, like, comes in. He rolls up. This is the final scene, right? Yeah. And he's, like, standing up in his limo on the sunroof. And he's... What is he blasting? Is it La Traviata? I think so. Yeah. Exactly. The opera... The the same um, music that they, you know... Yeah. Like, on their on their date. And... Uh, oh, and he goes up the fire escape, which he was afraid of heights. He was. This whole time. He was up in the penthouse, afraid of heights. And he's, like, climbing this fire escape to get to her. Which is, like, kind of a big deal because he's, like, co- you know, he's, like, scooting. It's so funny to watch him be afraid of heights. <laughs> and uh, she, like, she gets her fairy tale because it's, like, a Rapunzel story. So oh, my like God. So call back to that, too. I never, like, yeah. put that together. You're right because she's in the tower. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that, too. And then, like, oh, we might be talking about the same I thing. I think so, yeah. Like, the final um, dialogue in the movie. Um. He comes up and he's like, so what comes after he rescues her? And then she says, what does she say, Brie? She rescues him right back. I don't know. Iconic. I like that. I also love that, like, when Kit is, like, interviewing the new girl mm-hmm. um, to be the prostitute slash roommate, um, basically, Kit's like, you have to have bigger ambitions. <laughs> And the girl's like, well, I've always wanted to join the ice capades. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. For real. Oh. And then it ends with the man who's like, welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? It's like, wow. The place of dreams. Where dreams come true. <laughs> where everyone falls in love with a prostitute. <laughs> I wonder how many people have gone to Hollywood to just be like... To like... To, like, to re- live the pretty woman fantasy. Oh, I wonder if it's a, if it's worked out for anyone. Please let us know. We want real life stories. Oh yeah, like uh, what's that? Like it's not on Reddit. 
Oh, those are misconnections I'm thinking about. Never mind, that's way different. Have you like read? I think it's like, is it on like Craigslist or whatever? Like misconnections? What where they're that? like, I met this girl on the street corner. I think she's the one for me. I know. If I've you heard- ever find her. <laughs> Oh, oh, like they describe, they're like, oh, this person, yeah. who is this? And then they find them. and Yeah, I mean, it never really works out, probably, no. but, you know, there's probably. a thing. Wow. Yeah, I want to hear a story where it does work out. For sure. But, but that's why we have rom-coms. Exactly. Live the <laughs> fantasy, the, the fairy tale. For sure. But that was Pretty Woman. Yeah. Oh, so good. Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah i don't know this movie is just such a classic so if you are gonna rate what are we gonna rate these on the scale of mm. for this like mini series how many smiles maybe smiles no i don't know for this one for pretty woman what stands out <laughs> i'm trying to think of like a something this like symbolism i don't know like dollar bills it's all about the money <laughs> right or this i don't know i don't know i we should have thought of something i know beforehand because this is like i can't think of anything i can't think of anything either damn nah yeah but I it was a good stars. movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it was a good film it's good good film it's like a classic though like i know that the message like i did after this movie, I was like, "How oh, this isn't like the best message." You don't think say? so? You don't think it's the best message, Nick? Like the well, what what do you think is the mess? What is the message? Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess that like your life will be complete once you find the right. Per- but I guess, but not necessarily. But yeah, because not necessarily, she declines his offer and lives her own life. She puts herself first, and it's only after that that they. That's true. Come together. That's a good point. And he stops being as selfish. He realizes, like, you can't put work first all the time. Or, like, you have to make some sacrifices. To be with who you want. That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) I don't know. No. I mean, it's like a classic. I feel like there's not a lot to say about this movie, but it is the start of this, like, this, like, um, yeah, the Julia Roberts Renaissance. Yeah. So... I don't know. I feel like we. this is a good one to kick things off for the summer. Oh, yeah. It gets me in the mood to just watch more Julia Roberts films. Because they're so good. Like, she just is so good. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, feel good. Like, this is a movie, like, I've popped on. Or, like, if it comes on E, I'll just, like, watch it. Yeah. No matter where. Like, I've seen this movie so many times. Never from the beginning, which is why probably I was, like, so into the opening sequence. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'll just pop in anywhere, even if it's at the very end. Like, it's just... Yeah. I know what you mean. It's one of those movies you just pop in. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. But it's, like, it's, like, a comfort film. Yeah. It's, like, one of those classics. It's just, like, a modern-day classic. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But that was uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, we hope you stick around for yeah. the summer of Julia Roberts. Eat, pray, pod. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Nick D. Jensen. You can follow me at Brie underscore Piccone. And you can follow us at the Late to the Party Pod. Um, 
And we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye.